the loss in our life that has created who we are today, along with many other things. But with that, creating who we are today makes us better for the person that we'll be tomorrow. Welcome to episode 005 for Rawness of Reality. I'm your host, Kevin Stalker. And today I had the privilege to sit down with our production manager, Mike Campus. We talk about issues that are pretty personal to ourselves and just some things we really like. But enough from me, here's Mike Campus. Check one, check two. All right, today we got Mike on the mic today. That means Mike Campus, production manager of Rawness of Reality. Mike, you want to give a quick hello? Hello, everybody. All right, well, that was very quick. I thought he'd say something more. You said quick hello. I I thought I would give you a very quick hello. (laughs) All right, all right. So today, uh, Mike and I are just going to have an old-fashioned chat. What was it like to be depressed? Well, that's a... I feel I it, I think it's pretty much the same for everybody. You think of all the things that you used to like to do and all the things that you would want to be doing in the meantime, but the only thing that your body will allow you to do is just to like lie down and you just don't want to think, you don't want to eat, you don't want to do anything that like is pretty much work for your body, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it's pretty much like and the way it affects your brain is it just totally like brings down the melatonin brings down you know all the kind of social drives that you would have in in you know regular day-to-day life it's it's a low place man it's a mm-hmm. low place and i feel like a lot of people out there would would sort of agree with that kind of statement. so you started off by saying it's kind of the same for everybody do you, do you genuinely think each of us uh, as human beings handle depression the same or we handle depression but the way we handle depression is differently. I feel like we experience <clears throat> depression in the same way, but okay. we all handle it in our own unique way. If you're presented a problem, you would have your own sets of solutions and ideas to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with any kind of mental position that you're in, you know? Like you can, like overall, you're going to have the same experience baseline from everybody else, but the way that you deal with it is uniquely your own. And I feel like that's sort of the same for any kind of problem that you would face in your life. Our culture is reactionary. Can you elaborate? Yeah. So when the majority of, and I, I'll just take Americans, uh, okay. the westernized culture for an example. When the majority of Western civilization wake up, they pick up their phone. And once they pick up their phone, they either have notifications on their phone or, or they don't. Mm. Most people have notifications. Notifications don't have to be a text message, a phone call. It could be even an email from a spam. But they have some, some sort of notification. Some kind of contact. Some, some sort of contact that shows up on their screen. So instantly, let's say you wake up at 6.15 every day. And at 6.15 every day, you look at your phone. You then are reacting to your phone. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. so, so as you wake up and you react to your phone and you, you respond to your notifications or you clear them, and you plan on going back to them, you still have just reacted 
to these notifications. Now, some people don't look at their phone when they wake up. And I would say the majority of westernized civilizations do, however, look at their phone. But to the few who don't look at your phone, I applaud you. And the reason why is because they're giving them... The Amish? No. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Those people are giving themselves an opportunity to react to their thought, to react to their own being. Oh, that's, that's so valuable these days. Well, that's, that's my point. Like, like no, and nobody's bored anymore, dude. Nobody's bored. I disagree with that. So people, people then react to their thought. I'll get, I'll get to why I disagree with why people aren't bored, but people who don't react to their notifications or their phone give themselves an ability to be. And when you have an ability to be, and be yourself in the moment, then you can have you can have a clear head, and with that clear mind, you can then get ready for the day ahead. Yeah, and That's then extremely and valuable. then you can be ready to react to how the day approaches you. But you are now approaching the day with your own immediate action. You said nobody get gets bored anymore. What what I meant by that was okay. was just sorry. What I what I meant by that was that nobody takes time to just be alone with their thoughts. I and disagree. That's you. You can't well put not these the majority. Well, listen, listen. You yeah. can't say nobody or everybody. You have to be conscious in the fact that there are individuals out there who do take time in their thought. There are people who strive to meditate. Maybe they're not the best meditators, but they strive to meditate. There are people who strive. You know, I didn't mean everybody. Well, you said everybody. I I know. I meant most or the majority. I see it more as like... The majority of whom? Mostly mostly our age group between the ages of... I don't know. Let's let's go with 18 and 28. That's a 10-year gap of age group. I I would go even earlier than that. Like even, even children these days, dude. Like th- think about like their whole life has been engulfed in the age of Google, Facebook, and everything else that is like just you know try- shaking you for for your attention, trying to if, get you to look. If those children are socialized into that, then you're right. If you could relive your life, what would you do differently? Well, you can't relive your life, Mike. So what would you do differently from today? moving forward to have the life you want to live tomorrow? Well, I guess I would need some kind of goal in mind, some kind of idea of a future self that I would want to someday obtain. Um, I guess all you can do is sort of put a plan in motion and start doing little steps that'll get you towards a larger goal. Um, cause that's how, that's how you accomplish anything in life. You know, like you don't, you don't. So you're hitting on the idea of you would today create sub goals to accomplish your overarching goal. 100%. That's how I accomplish anything in my life. One step after the other, you know, you might, you're going to have, so if you're in a business setting, you're going to have you know, a certain set of tasks that you have to accomplish by a certain, you know, deadline. And they expect you to be able to do those tasks, you know, in order, in the right way, 
every time repeatedly, it's, it's still the same. It's just one sub goal after the other. Okay. Just little things, you know, they pile up and then you you end up getting better and better as you go. And I feel like that's kind of the the path of learning that everybody goes through in their life. What's your what's your favorite food, Kevin? My favorite food is shrimp tacos. Interesting. I will go out of my way no matter where I am, no matter what city, country, no matter where I am. If there are shrimp tacos, have you ever experienced like extreme loss at any point in your life? I have experienced extreme loss in a lot of my life and there has been different types of loss that I have experienced. Which one which one influenced you as a person the most? Mm. So I don't know if one specific type of loss has influenced me as a person more than the other, but one loss that's coming to mind is when I was about seven or eight, I want to say I was seven, I was in my room and my my home had uh, police lights and, and ambulance lights going on outside of it. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I and I hear my brother Rob, he goes, oh, it's not it's not for us guys, go to sleep. Go to sleep, guys. And so we went to sleep, my brothers and I, and then the next morning we woke up. I remember being told my father had died at the kitchen table uh, with a cup of coffee in front of him. And that morning, my brother Rob got up in my face and said, Kevin, Kevin, why? Why aren't you crying right now? Why aren't you crying? And I just remember him saying that and me thinking to myself, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not crying. Hmm. And that was always a difficult moment for me to come to terms with because I did. I I wanted to cry in that moment, but I I couldn't. Maybe maybe as a child I couldn't fathom the idea of losing my father. The gravity of the situation. I I just don't know if I don't know if I really understood the gravity of the situation and as time went on a little after that I remember resenting my dad for leaving us and resenting all things that were surrounded by the image of my father I I learned to grow past that and forgive him because it's not his fault he left and I had to come to terms with it. I I couldn't ignore it, but I had to come to terms with it. And as I came to terms with it, I became so much more of a person. I, I felt so much better. And there were nights as I was growing up that I would sit in my room and think about 
my father and what my life would have been like if he would have been there in my life. And I would cry in those moments. Uh, I'd cry myself to sleep some nights thinking about it. And it really, it really shed a lot of light on the impact loss had on my life. God bless you, man. I'm sorry you had to go through Uh, that. God bless you, too. I mean, we all go through different obstacles, and we all experience different types of pain and different types of loss uh, that creates our worldview. I would never wish loss upon anyone as an individual, but I would say that it was the loss in our life that has created who we are today, along with many other things. But with that creating who we are today makes us better for the person that we'll be tomorrow. If your everyday experiences are the the hammer and chisel on your statue of life, I guess loss could be the dynamite, you know? It has so much power in it it's just Mm. but see with that being dynamite sometimes you don't know exactly how much dynamite is going to make an impact Mm. so if you let your loss be dynamite you might lose a little bit more of yourself than needed well said so coming to terms with that loss and not letting it just explode on you will be more beneficial for you as an individual than letting your dynamite just explode. So regardless of how much loss or what the loss is in your life, I would say keep remembering to keep that chisel working because you don't need to jump out of pocket and use the dynamite. Yeah. And your statue of life is never going to be perfect. Oh, no. Nothing will ever be perfect. Nothing is perfect. You know? All it is is a a long series of work. Oh, yeah. You work on yourself. You work on other people. You help other people to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being alive. That's part of being yourself, and that's part of growing as a... Just got to be you because nobody else is better. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> All uh, right, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a loss for words. That, that was a very powerful story, man. I can, I can appreciate a good, a good story about when somebody, when their life changed, you know? When we're talking about the idea of love and... Not not just love in the traditional Western sense, but mm-hmm. love for, you know, your your place, the people around you, um, yourself. You can't go wrong with just unconditional love for everything in your life. Even if it might seem like it's bad or it's something that you've you would feel quick to hate about, you know, maybe somebody's personality or so maybe a creepy person comes up to you you still got to show them love absolutely the the best way to live your life is the only if you hate somebody just by you know how they approach you or how you know 
for any reason at all, that's going to, the only thing that can, you know, result in is conflict. Maybe not the only thing, but it's something that happens more often than not. You know, if we put up divisions between, you know, either people, countries, neighborhoods, whatever, that border is the, is the, the center of any conflict that's going to be between the two, you know, parties. It's so the only way that I feel is the best for humanity to strive towards is a place of unconditional and just total love. So you're saying the way to put human back in humanity is to express unconditional love even when you, even when you don't want to yes even when it it pains you to do it 100% because it made you who you are today. right now today mm-hmm. you know, no, I, the rest I completely of your life. agree exactly i have endured a handful of hardships as we all have right and i would always say and i will always say that is those moments in our lives that have created who we are today. And if we push out those moments and we cover them up, well, then we're not fully who we are today and we will not be who we need to be for tomorrow. I'm right there with you, man. Let's, uh, let's get this on a little bit of a lighter topic, please. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to something a little bit... Uh... Okay, so I'm going to ask Mike some quick questions before we end here. So, Mike, favorite band? I don't have a favorite band. All right, no favorite band. Favorite music genre? Um, that's tough. Uh, electronic. Okay. Honestly. Favorite podcaster? Joe Rogan, 100%. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Favorite painter? I would have to say... Pablo Picasso. Favorite knitter? My mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the sweetest. Shout out to my mom. Favorite movie director? Oh, shit. Fucking Edgar Wright. I, I can't get into it right now, but Edgar fucking Wright. Favorite sports team? Any sport? <sighs> Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. And if there's one thing you could tell our listeners today, what would it be? Follow your gut feeling no matter what. Okay, and what does rawness of reality mean to you? Rawness of reality is a deeper look into what it means to be human between the lines, between your Instagram account, between your Facebook, between anything else that you might show on the outside. It's what's real about yourself. Mm, Okay. And so just want to say big thanks to Mike uh, for chatting it up. Yep. And remember, Mike Campus, production manager. Yep. <laughs> see you guys next time. We'll see you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Rawness of Reality. My name is Mike Campus, and I'm the guy that is usually running the sound in the background. It was great to be on the mic for this one episode. Our episodes can only get better from here, and I can't wait to join you guys again in the future. Big thanks to our host, Kevin Stalker, and Joe Cow on the beats. And remember, stay raw with reality.